With so much love and respect, welcome to the Luke Adler Healing Podcast, where we turn pain into power and get down to what really matters, the love we share and the love we grow. This is for those who want to get intimate with life's living edge and use every instance as an opportunity for deepening and connection. To make life a work of art, painted by passion and fueled by a longing for a more beautiful world, ultimately creating space for all that we are. I'm your host, Luke Adler. Let's get it. I'm so stoked to be back with one of my closest, dearest friends and inspirational people in my life, Mike Turborg. We're picking up where we left off. We talked about um, how to create a men's group and, you know, for that matter, even a women's group is just how to create structure around a deeply connected group that's there to support um, your growth and healing. And, and some of the things Mike and I have been talking about on the in the interim period are you know, there's certain, there's a kind of healing that can only occur relationally and in a group. And there's also healing that can only occur on your own. Deep meditative work, for example, deep contemplative work. That's a self-guided journey. And the, the other discipline around growth is kind of relational discipline. And that's having the discipline to share, to be vulnerable, to be open, to not fix so we're going to dive back in with Mike. Mike, glad to have you back. How are you? Good morning, Luke. Doing good. Doing good. Yeah, it was it, it was really fun to reflect back on our first call, and I got so much out of that. And yeah, you alluded to the conversations we've been having off, you know, off off mic or whatever. And, yeah. and I'm excited to continue to hash hash that out with you because I think it's. It's, been, it's kind of diving into this topic of well, what what can you do um, yourself? You know, yeah. you're the only one who can do certain things. But there's something I didn't that didn't fully sit well with me about how you know, like. There's only certain things you can do by yourself. There's only certain things you can do in a relational container. Something about that didn't completely land for me. So I'm excited to work that out with you today. That's awesome. And I know you and I are both kind of out the door this morning. I got to get my daughter to to camp and you've got your children to tend to. So let's take um, take a few moments just to both of us arrive. And um, yeah, maybe we'll take a few long breaths in and just settle a bit. We talked about ritual last time. One of the things I like to do if I'm wanting to ground a group is just a deep breath in and sigh the breath out. So we'll do that together. Just inhale. Uh, just kind of audibly sign. And as we inhale, we gather the tension. And exhale, audibly sigh the breath out. Uh, and maybe one more in. Uh, I've been taking up, uh, as you know, Mike swimming last year mm. and 
uh, I um, I'm part of a swim team, mas- masters team. <laughs> Are you really swimming for adults? Yeah, and there's these old school coaches, and I I I will show up late to practice, whatever late means as an adult. And the, this kind of curmudgeon-y coach will will always say, "You're late," and I just smile at him. I'm like, dude, I'm in my 40s. I can't be late anymore. Like th- this is just what I'm doing. You know, come, <laughs> I'm going to practice when I want to come to practice. Um, and uh, anyway, this, this is some funny, funny thing that happened this morning. He's like looking at me. I'm like, what? What are you, look- what are you looking at? <laughs> I mean, that was my whole dilemma this morning was we were late to get Taya to camp and she uh, was digging her heels. And there we go. Like the whole construct of, you know, forced time is not what we want to talk about here. But right. God, damn, that's, that's, a, that's a thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's a funny thing. It's it's such a I use the word construct. It's just one of the one of the distinctions in the meditative world is this uh, one of these kind of filters we all live through, which is called Mayiya Mala M A Y I Y A, and that's the uh, kind of fixation with distinctions, fixation with difference, and of course our world is just you know um, painted by this mala which is like in the swimming world right it's like by what tenth of a second did you beat this person <laughs> and in the track and field world right They're like we're measuring these these nano quantifiers and declaring this is the fastest person like well they're all pretty damn fast like you know he, he crossed the the line the finish line like by a hair so therefore we're just obsessed with like this is different than this and this and that and it's like you know of course pointing us deeply away from our 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 unifying factors um not to say we shouldn't celebrate our differences but well i think that's a perfect segue into the offline topic we've been having which is mm-hmm. you know like i came to you, you know, in our conversations, you helped me to see, I I had been compartmentalizing my, my, my inner work. Mm. Um, you know, I hit, I hit a crisis. I could not, there was no way forward for me. And then when I got enough, you know, energy, space, courage, whatever, then it was like, okay, the work that I have to do, my work, mm. um, my work that I do in my head, in the confines of my skull, and in the in in the you know in this in the in my body, in my heart, this is mine, my work to do, and kind of having you know that distinction between my work and 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 what's nece- not necessarily mine to work on or, or like kind of, you know, how to do the work and it not personalizing it so much was like such a revolutionary idea and, and a really useful one that put men's groups, mm. men's work into a new light for me. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, we're talking about constructs, you know, differentiating, compartmentalizing, and when it comes to the to the healing journey, you know, I think it you tell me it seems pretty common 
that we have this implicit belief that we got to do the work on ourselves inside our head and inside our heart. And that that's, that's, that's it. That's our task. And it's not, you know, maybe that's helpful to a point, but um, yeah. Can you, can you riff on that? Yeah. That's again, I, I love the way you describe things. It helps me understand them in a, in a new and different way. There's two things that come to mind. One is that the first is kind of Western culture is about self-sufficiency, self-autonomy, individual rights, individual freedom. So we take that externalized belief and, and apply that to everything, including our spiritual growth and healing. So we think I have to do this on my own in order to be, you know, a, a good, you know, kind of, uh, you know, idealistic human being. I, I have to kind of face my own pain and anal analyze it, bring it into more of a cognitive place. Um, and, and then from a spiritual perspective, even from the East, so much of the teaching that's come here to the West, you know, to, to the US, to Australia, to Europe, has been about a, a renunciate style path, which also implies you renounce the world, you renounce family, you renounce community to some degree, and yeah. on your own, you pull up the mantle of the sacred text, the sacred mantras, and you do your your japa repetition. Um, you know, you form this personal relationship with God, and maybe you go in and and you divulge your secrets to a priest in confession, but it's all very secretive and private. It's it's private, and there's something implicit in the renunciate style meditative work and in kind of the Western ideal of self-sufficiency. And that is this, this background um, value that you are, um, that you should hide your inner work. It's, it's embarrassing. It's yeah. something to maybe be ashamed of. You don't want to talk about these dark thoughts you have, these thoughts you have about sex, about hate, about uh, being jealous. You don't want to share that. That That's a sign that you're a lesser human being. That's a sign we should whisper about these things in the hallways and in the dark corners of our institutions. We shouldn't bring these forward. And of course, our culture reflects that, right? Like in medicine, everyone goes into the tiny little treatment room, and shares their secret with a doctor. Well, I'm a doctor. I practice Chinese medicine. I've practiced for 20 years. And let me tell you, Everyone comes in and tells me the same fucking secret. <laughs> They're all telling me the same fucking embarrassing thing about themselves, their mouth, <laughs> their vaginas, and their menstruation, and their balls. And, and it's like, enough, enough of this secretive fucking shaming bullshit that we have in spirituality and politics. We're all so fucking embarrassed to be human beings. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> fucking share just fucking share get out of the treatment room get out of the fucking cloistered hallways of your ashrams get out of the confessional in your church and fucking share you're all saying the same goddamn thing you know it's it's enough it's frustrating well as yeah so here, you know? so you know it's it's yeah yeah first of all i just want to take take it like the, like i can relate to that and the burden uh, and, and shame, you know, the shame of feeling 
you know, some somehow messed up. And then the burden of having to figure that out on your own is, is heavy. And that I feel that like, I feel that like I'm just starting to realize how uh, oppressive that, that has been. Um, and you know, in the context of, of men's work or healing work in general, it's like, you know, there's this longing. We had talked about the longing, the longing for what, for homecoming, homecoming where, you know, it's not, it's not welcoming yourself home to some nice, clean one bedroom apartment inside your head that you cleaned out after 40 years of psychotherapy. It, mm-hmm. That's not, that's not the end game. Right. It's, it's welcome home to your inner connectedness and your in, inner dependence. You know, welcome home to the human condition, welcome home to the tribe. And when you're in a group, sharing being vulnerable you know with the intent of uh of of healing whatever that means um that that becomes really clear uh, and is something that is missing from from the rest of it even in a, a relational dynamic with a therapist there's still this they're helping you clean your room you know mm-hmm. and and there's something fundamentally different uh, about being doing that work, and 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 I and I have a problem with the doing word, but you know, like 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 being present to that process in a group. I mean, there's just certain things that need to be tended to relationally, and I mm-hmm. and I didn't know that because that, like you said, that's not something we're 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 taught. We're we're actually conditioned to believe the opposite. Right. And what a what a tragedy. <laughs> yeah. And then what an amazing opening when you can realize and feel and trust and lean into and be supported by the just the intrinsic mechanics of 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 relationship uh and healing in that space. It's mm-hmm. it's uh it's yeah so it's you know the homecoming is not is too much emphasis is is put on the individual and that that is unhealthy and it's unsustainable it's just too in in certain certain ways i'm coming i'm like i'm stating this position and i'll probably take it back but i just i'm I'm thinking there's just too there's certain things there's just too much for the individual to bear and if it's a burden then it needs to be shared and that can be done in the context. No better way to do that than in the context of a group, um, and and relationally. And and if you don't know that, if you haven't had that experience, you're missing. You're like you're really missing something important to realize. And and and, and there's almost this urgency, you know, like. I look at friends, I look at my parents, you know, I, I, I see people I love who are isolated and, and they, and because of the focus on the individual and the burden on the individual, the, they dug themselves these wormholes and, and I, I have too, and it makes me sad.
<laughs> and and I also I'm I'm an uh, evangelist for <laughs> like this uh, relational capacity that is unimaginably supportive. Yeah. Um, and I'm just like coming around to this realization. There's a, there's anger in my system around like beating, you know, being alone, feeling alone, mm. um, being led to believe that it's all on me and that I've got to do the work. Mm. And if it's not working, I'm doing something wrong right. inside of my head and heart. Yeah. And, and that's, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's been mm. a lot. And from that place, like, where's grace? Like, where, like, where, where's, where's there space for help, you know? And, and it's not like one of those things you just, you, at, you, you know, I don't know. I'll probably stop rambling here, but it's a big deal. And yeah. there's only so much, you know, you can tend to inside yourself right and doing work like i'm I'm just like trying to create a new relationship to this idea of doing work because there's something violent about the implicit relationship mm -hmm. of some you know something's wrong and i gotta work it out and it's me versus me um and that hasn't really worked that well yeah and there's something that shifted fundamentally when I opened myself up to not having to do it by myself alone in my, in my own head and heart. But mm. when I shared, yeah, I, I was welcomed home to my humanity that I share with everyone. Mm -hmm. And a certain amount of, of, you know, agency ironically was claimed when I, like gave up so much responsibility and started, you know, like, mm -hmm. like offering, like it, maybe it's bigger than me or more than just me and the endless processing of my, my inner, my inner world. Yeah. So, yeah. That's beautiful. There's so many, so many nuances and insights that you just shared. I, I think you, you made a distinction that I think was very poignant. One is this violence of doing what I need to do. What's my next, next work that's on my plate. And then you use the word share. And of course those feel so differently. And, I, and I've, my sensibility is, is that's the big distinction around this kind of healing is when we're stuck, when we're muddled through a big lesson, they said, well, what do I do? Well, what you do is you share. You share what's going on for you, particularly mm -hmm. in a context where no one's trying to fix it, mm -hmm. remediate it. Mm -hmm. You're just holding it. And then as that's being held, you begin to feel through what's there. And then your own wisdom kicks in underneath that. And there's the insight. There's the guidance. There's the next step of doing that, that you know, may, may need to occur. Um, I had an interesting breakthrough this last two weeks. It's, it's related in some ways I've been, uh, you know, as a, as a professional healer, you know, meaning I do this for a living. Um, one of the word, one of the phrases we use in the healing work, which many people have heard is holding space. 
and I've been in this long-term kind of conflict with, with someone and I've been holding space for a breakthrough. I've been holding space for a relationship to emerge. And I started to realize that holding space has a doing energy to it. There is mm -hmm. actually something I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, um, it's, it's not like super active externally, but internally, there's a lot of energy that I'm holding for yeah. this relationship to occur. There's an agenda in it. And I've just been met with continuous disappointment um, and, um, you know, grief over this space that I'm holding, not manifesting into anything. And it was powerful to realize, wow, I've been holding this space for three years for something to occur. It has not occurred in, in, with any significance. And um, I think I'm done holding space. Like I'm, I'm, too, I'm tired of holding. So I'm going to, to stop holding. I'm going to stop doing and just accept, you know, just the, the breakthrough for me was just accepting this hasn't occurred. And partly probably because, because I'm holding this agenda, I'm holding. <laughs> so I'm, I'm open. Now, now I realize I'm not closed off. I'm open, but I'm no longer holding an, an agenda, I'm no longer holding space for a breakthrough. I'm just, I'm open. And it, it's such a relief to, in a certain sense, just be, be held by the universe's agenda as, mm -hmm. as opposed to mine. Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, I feel, I feel so much better. God, mm. very subtle thing. But I think for me as a healer, I'm always holding space. That's what I do. That's how I orient. Um, and when I'm holding space for something that doesn't want to be held, doesn't, doesn't want me to hold it. It's an important reflection for me to get. Um, but what's different about a group like we're talking about is that everyone's entering into that a container with an agreement for the space to be held for healing, for opening. And that is a very powerful commitment, um, and, uh, agreement to have with other people. I'm, I'm holding this space in a certain sense. I'm, I'm holding this, I'm holding a place for your longing to land, your yearning to land, and for that to, 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 to move so that you can start to feel the, the, the kind of inner teacher reveal itself as you express your, your longing, your yearning for you know, essentially connection, really. Mm. Yeah. 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 That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the quality of holding spit, you know, like I'm picturing the, the image in my mind, we just went camping last weekend, you know, and you've got the, the poles that are holding up the tent. Right. And there's this tensegrity that, that makes it work. And I, I had this picture of you in a tent, like no, no poles. So you're like trying to hold it up yourself mm. to create the space. And obviously that's unsustainable. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And I can relate to that. And, it, and, and the active versus surrender, not, you know, I, I hesitate to say passive, 
Yeah. And by the way, I'm not speaking from experience. Like I'm just starting to get this, but mm-hmm. I guess my experiences of somebody who has been committed to holding and working, uh, you know, Protestant work ethic, you know, work, work harder, just work harder, work smarter, yeah. um, or work more efficiently. And, and I'm just getting into being open to that, not being a th- the way, because <laughs> mm-hmm. I just, I don't know any other way. And yeah. I had several little tastes of the surrender move. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm reflecting now, you know, to certain, um, rituals, you, you know, offerings, like how powerful is it to offer something into a space that's bigger than, than yours? Mm. Uh, and that, you know, we've been doing that for hundreds and thousands of years. Like we knew, and, 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 and you're talking also about trust in, in an intelligence or a process that is trustworthy that you don't have to like figure out or work work to unlock yeah and and i could be making this up but what what i'm hearing you say in the process of you go from holding space to surrendering and accepting and being held Mm. space doesn't go away right that space is open you're being held in it there's space behind you Mm. and um and that that was somehow you know remove the block at least you know that this the 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 suffering of trying to hold it yourself and i'm hearing you describe a sense of like ease you called it a breakthrough but i i'm i'm guessing that it's a, a sense of lightness less effort more trust and less doing and yeah i'm trying to tie this back into you know we're talking about this in in the work you know the shadow work do your shadow work and and we're talking about the container of a group and the power that's available there and how to unlock that um and it's not by doing more or working harder uh so yeah, there's kind of two two things. There's I'm orienting to the spatial realm, making space versus opening to space versus resting back into space, creating space that you can rest back into, and then the mechanics of of what happens inside that space, working that shit, you know, like plunging your shadow uh, versus maybe uncovering um yeah i know we're on a on a time limit here and maybe that, that could be our third call but the work you know we talk about the work and how much work is the work what do we really what do we really mean when we say that so we're talking about holding space and we touched this in our first episode this idea of of safety for um, people to open up and 
Um, yeah, I think as you're looking at creating groups, Mike, or supporting groups, you know, I, th I don't always think about safety consciously because it's just built into the structure of how I'm working. But every time I lead a group and particularly a new group, creating safety is what I'm doing the first day or two, if it's a five day event. And that has to be done because we have all felt unsafe during our lives and particularly moments when, you know, we maybe did feel safe, then suddenly weren't unsafe creates this kind of elastic effect on our nervous system. For some of us, if our trauma is so severe, we may have very rarely, if ever, felt safe, in fact, felt um, terrified. So to get into a group where there's this invitation to open an invitation to begin to trust is uh, it, cognitively, it might be like, oh, I trust this person's credentials. And I, I have a friend of a, I have a friend that has recommended them. But the animal body in us is saying danger, danger, no, I, I don't trust this person. Um, even if you know, there, there are reasons to do so at the level of cognition. So, you know, we're holding space and we're talking about the nuances of what the space is, what the space transforms into. How do we make create enough safety that some that 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 reflex of the the animal body that's looking for threat starts to uh, relax? Um, mm. Yeah. 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 I think that's so important. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was in my own experience and, um, I'm a kind of a linear systems thinker. And, and on the back end of our first call, I, I kind of wrote down this, um, kind of linear flow of there needing to be safety before there's vulnerability and vulnerability being a prerequisite to depth. And, and, uh, yeah, in, in my own experience, how quickly the gravity of, of the natural healing process occurs when safety's there. It's almost like all the work, I mean, this is just, I'm, I'm testing this out as a theory, but, you know, like the hardest part, creating the conditions for the unfolding to happen that it's like less work to to do it once you create the right conditions and then there's the but there's the work to create the conditions and 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 the conditions being you know what's required to feel safe um to have the courage to be vulnerable and it's weird because it's not like you don't actually feel safe. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not like you do your systems check and you're not, um, on some edge of uncertainty. You absolutely are, but there's this element of, of kind of faith and, and, uh, that you're carrying at the same time. You're, there's a step into accepting the invitation. 
like okay there's a it's it's a settling back it's a settling back move and it's yeah it's i mean i could i could probably um say that it was like five years of of five years of therapy and then and and not really feeling like i was really getting anywhere and then really accelerating in terms of of awareness depth trust uh healing unraveling uh connection once once i felt uh safe enough if you let me i'll just keep rambling but you know i i my my the the systems thinker in me is like okay well what are are there any universal prerequisites to safety how can we help people find those and i'm not sure i mean are there or is it unique to to each person and and what did you find worked you know has worked or been supportive you know especially coming off of your your retreat just now um i want to ask you one question before i answer that is the, those four years of therapy five. five years i would imagine that um the the first part of that was probably really helpful um but I, i'm wondering like was that part of for you a process of like the safety of sharing the safety of opening up or was it ever did, did it ever really touch what you were you know wanting to work on was it just like okay um i'm good at talking and articulating i'm not really growing like what the fuck is this with regards to deeper healing like was that a necessary part of you getting to a place where you feel safer to dive deeper or or i guess for you i'm curious yeah i think it was for for me it was running out of any good idea like like you know cognitive behavioral therapies dialectical behavioral therapies like dipping my toes in somatic therapies i think it was you know five years of letting the intellectual and cognitive problem solver spin out and then self-destruct uh because there was just nothing left and the longing was was growing deeper and louder and i couldn't reconcile that so i it was like um so i kind of maybe needed to run out of gas before i was open to um yeah maybe before i was able to touch into that deeper longing as a separate part of me yeah like kind of teasing apart the the seeker and the problem solver and the and the the expression of the longing that was manifesting in 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 my mind mostly and then being like oh wait there's this other sound you know it's coming from somewhere else mm -hmm. and then just being like i don't have any i don't know what to fucking do 
Right. And there was a collapse. And in that space is an open, it was an openness mm-hmm. to a different way, uh, different intelligence. And it was scary too, but also, um, you know, felt right mm-hmm. and resonated and, um, a list, you know, there's maybe more trust in that. Uh, but yeah, the five years, I mean, I'm coming back around in, in a, in a circle where things that I was studying, things I was interested in certain, um, heuristics or principles that resonated then, like resonate way more deeply now nothing's changed the wisdom is there <laughs> but i'm relating to it way differently and, I, and i'm not sure uh, i could have shortcutted that without being completely in desperation and, yeah. and reaching a breaking point yeah yeah i think one of the things i that came one of the things i said at this last um five-day event that i i just wrapped is that um we don't know when someone in our lives is going to be ready to heal. Mm-hmm. We can hold space in the most nuanced way. We can encourage, we can be patient, but the, the knowing in our individuality is not something we have ownership of. Mm-hmm. And we don't even know when we, you know, when, I myself is going, I'm going to be ready to, you know, heal to whatever degree that my system's ready to, which was, I was kind of surprised when I said, um, but what we can do is create the right environment, the most ripest, supportive, nurturing environment for my healing our own individual healing and the healing of the people in our lives in whatever capacity that might be appropriate. And then we can take steps towards that. And I I think what I'm pointing to is that there's an element of grace that it's like, we can, we can prepare ourselves to open to that. Um, If we think about that, grace is always here that there's the this kind of mysterious benevolent force that wants us is is conspiring if you will for our growth and healing that our work in a certain sense is to be open and to be open isn't just like cool i'm open there's there's work to do and it makes sense in in your sharing like you had to do a lot of cognitive work you're very intelligent and kind of exhaust that and reach a point of frustration, fatigue before you're, you were open, you were ready to experience the work in another way and in a more energetic or emotional, spiritual way. Not to say the cognitive way didn't have a spiritual component. I believe it does, but it, it, I think keeps us from a more somatic integrated approach and Well, yeah, let's, I mean, I think that, that, that's been a key lesson and, and one that 
I'm still learning. So what's up to me? You know, like what is my business that I can work out, work through, work on? And what, it, what is, what is just not my business and what is, um, happening through me? What is a function of grace? Um, I heard someone refer to it as, you know, like there's this perception of each of us as um, individuals, you know, separate from, and then, you know, like in, in the confines of our own minds and hearts, we got to do the work and clean it up. And like the logical, you know, the logical endpoint to that is like a really tidy inner space where you sit there alone? Hmm. No, no, I don't think that's it. And, and I think if, if, if you feel into that, that's not really, you know, like a bunch of nice, really tidy, clean, you know, um, psyches, like <laughs> stacked next to each other with these boundaries between them. Like that's not, I don't think that's it. And I think there is this, uh, other way of looking at it, which is that we are individuations of something way bigger and more mysterious. Right, right. That's and the human condition is like, you know, our technology is to ind individuate. <laughs> that's like for whatever reason, and so that's the core dilemma of the human condition. And part of the, you know, question you got to ask at some point is, are you doing this alone? Do you yeah. want to do this alone? Yeah. Like, where is their support? And do you want it? Yeah. And where, where are you being invited to take it? Yeah. And are, are you also asking for it in some form of, of, of prayer? And these are like really important questions because yeah. when you open to the possibility that <laughs> like you're actually being lived mm -hmm. and, and your opportunity is to wake up to that and give up what isn't your business, like there's a lot of comfort and safety in that move. Right. And you, and you almost kind of have to take it on faith at first because I haven't had some crazy, you know, can show experience in nature, you know, like I haven't heard nature spirits talking to me. I haven't had dreams, you know, like I don't, you know, people who have these reference points. Sure. I don't have those. Right. Um, so it's been a, it's been a leap of, yeah, it's been, that's been a challenge for me. And, and constantly every morning I wake up and the, the, um, part of me that wants to do the work, the doing, the problem solving, the thinking it through, the working it out, like just comes online right away. Right. There's like this profound disorientation every morning. And then it's like, wait, okay, okay. All right, what's going on? And I, and I literally have to work it backwards to yeah. some feeling of support. It's bigger than me. Oh, okay.
yeah, I got this. Let's go. Let's go from here. That that is my morning practice. <laughs> yeah, that's brilliant. I I think the accelerator of that practice is what we touched on earlier in the call, which is when you create a culture community that supports feeling deeply into life, whether that's you know an intuitive sensing or an emotional sensing or kind of a mixture of that with cognition and and energetics that community starts to become the training ground for reorienting the approach to to living from mm -hmm. you know that the the inborn built-in approach which is i am i am a doer or like the more what is it i'm a human doing or something as opposed to a being which is one of these core constructs of our of our survival field is you know i am a doer let me stay in action so that i can survive and avoid feeling you know worthless so th there has to be a move there you know, maybe in the morning maybe when we get triggered you know maybe when the swim coach says something you know rude to me uh or hurtful or whatever um whoever that might be that triggers us back into you know wanting to separate from this field that we we are a part of um and that that is a move you know we have to make we have to make that move we don't have to but we have the opportunity to make that when we're tired when we're run down when we're you know flirting with burnout um you know how do, how do we resource and begin to generate ourselves in a certain sense live a life where there's more of a generative um relationship between our being in this body and everything every relationship every interaction there there's a there's a simultaneous giving and receiving that it, it feels more feels good feels better and feels much more supportive than just okay charge up give uh, or rather, rather stimulate give sedate try to sleep mm. eat stimulate you know caff caffeinate push sedate the system okay that's not working now i need a stronger sedative etc and so on kind of exhaust the body's resources and you know treat treat ourselves and our lives more like a machine that needs to be serviced occasionally um that's what i'm i'm beginning to find a groove in it i, I don't want to claim any i won't claim mastery and i won't even claim that i'm competent maybe i'm beginning to flirt with competency but a, a life that feels more generative where that giving that reciprocity is flowing through wholly as a result of you know the work i've done the deep shadow work i've done in community namely with my men's group and then with groups that i've led and seen this work over and over and over and over again with a group of strangers you know a group of people that have never met one another and within you know within two or three or usually three days there's an incredible sense of closeness and bonding and deep relating that's totally authentic and then the thing that i'm interested in how does how do you then carry that forward over time 
as a practice ground that we then take back to our our personal lives and um that's inspiring that's interesting that's something to get out of bed for and for me i've just built that structure into my whole life so everything kind of points me back to feeling and sensing and being more tuned and um you know there there are less moments of feeling feeling my like uh okay gotta take take control of this and go back to a life where i'm just burnt out and just pushing all the time uh, but i get scared i get scared every once in a while and go wait oh my student loans are kicking back on and you know my expenses are going up oh shoot maybe i need to start working like a whole extra day a week and I'm like i could you know i could i don't know that my body would like that much but it's always a choice but <clears throat> it's a it's an awesome undertaking and an incredible practice and it's an active form of resisting the culture we've all been born into and creating a new one and yeah well yeah i kind of want to put a, a a bow around that because it's what you're talking about is integration and yeah. you know living a human mundane life in our modern culture how do you reconcile that with you know what you're what you learn and what you discover in your shadow work you know what you know to be true about your interconnectedness um and you know to always go back to where is their safety you know where is their support mm. um always just sounds like a good a good thing to do on a regular basis yeah you know I, one thing i want to comment on is you know you're describing that i i, I love the dif differentiate between i think you said it was energize. And then you're like, no, no, it's stimulate, you know, stimulate, then the doing, and then there's the sedating and the machine, the machinery, you know, like, like you over that machines overshoot and then they shut down and that that is business as usual, you know, for us in this modern culture. And, then, and we need to name that because that is what we're working. You know, that is the the water we're swimming in. Totally. And so that, it, that really explains why you get, you know, like the, the disorientation. Um, and you know, maybe that's the challenge of our time of this generation of, of, of our, um, you know the great you know joanna macy and the great turning like that's the challenge that we're like how do we reconcile that what a beautiful thing to be able to go back to a sense of of safety like how far back do you need to rest <laughs> before you can find that support and then from there stabilize and and move uh with intention and, and that, yeah, I mean, I can't, I've, you know, I'm speaking as like a, someone's pretty fresh into 
feeling safe, you know, certain sense of safety for the first time in my life. Yeah. And I can't do it on my own. <laughs> like even this morning, it's just, it's really tough. It's, it's not true that I can't like, but, but, um, in relationship, I don't know if we even need to explain the mechanics. I mean, if you're going to buy into the idea of being in uh, individuations of something bigger and that there is an innate deeper field of connection that we're orienting towards, like that is the, that is the calling, then um, it makes no sense to try to do that on your own. Uh, I think you said you, you, you said at one point, like, I think I could do it on my own and, and, you know, it doesn't make sense to do it on my own. I think the reality is this cannot be done in a silo. It cannot be done. You said it at the beginning of our call. Um, you, you can't do this work inside the confines of your own head. It does not work. Let's, let's, let's actually debate that for a second because people do, right? They, they go into a cave for 15 years. Mm -hmm. Something happens. What's missing, though, is that their capacity to live a human life in relationship, <laughs> you know, when they come out of that cave. Yeah, that's, and that's the distinction I'm making is, is there's a difference between enlightenment or liberation. Yeah. Um, to me, that's one part of the path. The next part of the path, or I don't know if it's the next, it can be done simultaneously, is intimacy with a capital I. Yeah. So it's not intimacy with a lowercase i. It's the sacred act of getting close to life, mm -hmm. and that's yeah. a, that's another path. Yeah. Um. The the meditative liberative path. That's that's a path that is wonderful. You can do that by yourself, and I've certainly walked it for many years, probably lifetimes, if we want to go there. And many of us currently alive likely have, and. Now we're trying to do something in our modern day life, which is this, you could say it's integration, but it's truly another path that, that you can choose to engage with, or you cannot. You can say, I'm going to be, you know, basically renounce the world and just be completely dedicated to the divine. I'm not going to develop my skills and my awakening relationally i'm not going to learn to relate to people's individuality and their wounding i'm just going to relate to their divinity and compassionately hold their wounding from a divine perspective this is to say no 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 get, come down from your your holy cloud of liberative bliss get in the muck with us all and relate and you know so many quote unquote enlightened liberated teachers were not great relationally you know, in fact, we're very abusive, mm -hmm. very cruel, and, you know, taught by sh publicly shaming their students. I've witnessed this myself many times, and it was frightening to see. And anyway, it's kind of a different topic, but, you know, I, I, th this work is relational work, 100%, and it's another path. And it, it's important, I think, to say, to be clear about it. Uh, am I going to, do I want to do work on this path or do I not want to do work on this path and kind of numb myself or distance myself relationally from people? Cause it's just a place I don't want to do work 
or is this a place I want to develop, grow, and heal, and 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 in a certain sense, like relationally become liberated or free, which looks so different than becoming free as an individual soul. And that's an important, I mean, we're kind of approaching this from just like the safety of being a human being, but we're, what I, what I, what I'm holding for people is like, well, this is a path. If you really want to feel safe, you are going to awaken within your mind body and begin to be more like what Krishna and Arjuna talked about in the Mahabharata, which is yoga is skill in action. And I would add to that yoga is skill in relationship. And, um, that's, that's the path that I'm laying out before me. I'm taking that up and I'm offering it to people. And I'm offering this kind of meditative path because I think they go really well together. Mm-hmm. And they don't actually go that well. Um, like the meditative path without the relational path is like, okay, cool, then just stay in the cave. And the relational path without the meditative path is, is great, but the meditation allows you to rest within yourself and that's part of that healing process is okay i'm interacting with people i'm getting close to life i'm getting close to the mystery with the people i love and now let me meditate and just rest within my own being reconsolidate my let me feel my individuality for a moment let me feel my individual relationship to the depth of consciousness beautiful now let me re-engage with all the diverse manifest unique forms of that beautiful creation honoring where each person's at in their understanding and growth um anyway that's my my rant on the matter but it's an important it's an important distinction because they're two different paths and um if we're confused about which one we're on or if we want to do one or not that that's that's already an obstacle right from the get-go you know we're not we're gonna we're gonna be impeded if we're like, well, I kind of want to do it, don't want to do it. Like, okay, let's let's get that clear from the outset. Yeah, yeah, that's an important that's an important intention. Yeah, like I, I have this visualization that you know, what's that? Is it Pink Floyd? There's the prism, mm-hmm. you know, lights coming in and then being refracted. You know, I think it's a white light coming in, and then being reflected out in the prism you know the the rainbow and the you know the light coming in i'm 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 relating to that as you know there's that's coming from you know it's inside of us but it's outside of us if we're the prism <laughs> i might be overshooting this this metaphor but it feels meaningful to me and there's the relational component of receiving being open to receiving something from from outside of me that's not just a function of the work i do inside my head and heart and then and then there's where are you going to direct that you know as that's coming in where are you where is that being directed out to and the um you know there's the mon- the mundane life you know there's the integration into the what's the word i'm looking for just you know like how boring and stupid our lives are most of the time and and then there's like the good stuff and and that's most of that good stuff is going to be catalyzed in relationship 
And it's really hard to remember that when you're in conflict <laughs> or your stuff is bumping up against somebody else's stuff. Um, and I'm just going back to the idea of, you know, regulation and safety. Um, how hard, and, and I just, I'm saying this to myself, kind of for myself, but holy shit, that was so trying to do that work isolated alone was so painful. Yeah. And I didn't know, you know, I, I think we use the analogy of the micronutrient, like you don't know what you need until you get the, the, the exact nourishment that you, you've been missing. And that was delivered through relationship. Yeah. Um, therapeutic relationship, you know, uh, and then in, in the group, in the groups that I, I were a part of, I was a part of like that. That's where, you know, like you look at the, going back to the prism analogy, like the light hitting in the right way. And then you get that refraction. Like mm. I needed, that was part of the environment. That was part of the, the, what, what I needed in order for things to click and move. Um, yeah. Safety in relationship. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you're, you're pointing to some of the benefits of shadow work. Like what, what's in the shadow is the source of our nourishment um and when when some of that content can come forward our our whatever it is that we're not bringing forward because we don't feel safe to do so all of a sudden this channel of nourishment comes through and it's like the light can shine and hit up against our being and it prisms out this new color hmm. And in a simplex way to explain it could be like, oh, the color green is now online because, wow, I feel safe. I'm now feel safe to express uh, anger and I can, I can allow this frequency to flow through me and, and you just forget the word anger for a moment. It just this vi vital energy is moving through me and it looks like passion and desire. And I wasn't able to come forward before because I, I just didn't feel safe within my being and likely my environment wasn't safe because um, I in part created that and attracted people to keep it reinforced, et cetera, and so on. I think that's one of the biggest pieces that comes through deep integral shadow work is that you get your life force back. You get your vitality comes back. It's beautiful. And it's partly why it has to occur relationally is when, that first person shares and they share some deep wound and they crack open. It gives me permission to go there. And then I give the next permission. The two of us now give the next person permission to take it even further. So there's this exponential opening that occurs, you know, by the time the sixth, seventh and eighth, you know, person opens all of a sudden there's this kind of vortex wheel of energy. Yeah cracked in the group and then once that v top layer of pain is open then you have kind of more of a group process that starts to unfold and some deeper even deeper content opens and the healing 
the healing whirl takes over and um you see oh there that's that's when the experience arises oh there is a deeper energy that's holding us all and we are actually all holding pains that hurt in some ways that that equivocate sometimes they're a little different but they all deeply relational we can all relate to them we resonate and and there's the the safety and the permission and the invitation becomes um the the norm the 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 contextual holding that that container you know vibrates and then that can become a culture that can become a culture that reinforces a new way of life and then mm -hmm. my vision is that when that becomes normal we then generate that culture as a way of relating mm -hmm. whatever environment we're in we actually are generating a new culture because we've practiced one mm -hmm. and it's secular you know it's not if anything you're you're a devotee of of love and healing you're a devotee of authenticity um you're a devotee of you know everyone's unique expression coming fully forward and within that there's an honoring of of every person's pace uniqueness expression and there are some built-in principles They're, they don't have to be taught explicitly just the the soul and the heart know how to be careful and respectful yeah and that's that's a beautiful thing it's like we don't have to really pray or do a ritual or but in a certain sense, our whole existence becomes a becomes prayerful, and becomes sacred, and 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 a, and a beautiful, you know, um, offering. Um, I mean, I love talking in that way, but but it does it, be, it becomes this very respectful endeavor. That's cool because because there's paradox there, right? Like, okay, so we're 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 naming the importance of safety. So a doer is going to be like, okay. How do I create safety? Like, how do I how do I make safety? Like what what do I need to do? Like I'm picturing, you know, like okay, I need this kind of weighted blanket. I need this kind of music. I need right. no these headphones aren't comfortable. I need to go get different headphones. Right. Um, it's funny. Am I going to be sitting or lying down? You know, and and it's like what you're naming is that there's this autonomous process there's pace yeah and there's and and you you can't force safety in fact when you create that pressure to 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 make it yeah then you're actually putting more stress into the system yeah uh, you know like performance anxiety yeah um and and so yeah there's this recognition that again there's certain things that are none of your business. It's just out of your hands. Yeah. Acknowledge it exists, that it's important, have reverence, and then, you know, I think the prayer part is asking, there's like an inner move in the prayer, which is acknowledging that it's really not in your doing hands, and then being open to something unexpected emerging. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. I want to share a quick story. My, you know, I, I, I was at the 
I was at the breaking point, you know, just, and I'd actually had a really deep, meaningful experience of peace and safety with an MDMA journey. That was, you know, maybe a year, a year ago. And that was the medicine I needed at, at my cracking point, so shriveled and, and dehydrated and, and frail and brittle. And that just rehydrated my whole system. Mm. And so that saved my life. Wow. And then there was a year of like trying to get back there and reaching another breaking point, not quite as desperate, but still had run out of good ideas, run out of strategies, you know, in desperation. And I met a gentleman, a, a therapist who it was, um, I was actually meeting him for the first time. I had you know, spoken to him over the phone. I walked into his office and, and, and I was like ready to do Zoom therapy because I didn't want the inconvenience of driving to his office. He's like, nah, it's not, that's not going to be good enough. So you got to come in if you want to work with me. <laughs> so I go in and then it was the door shuts and he just, and he said something like, just take it in. Like, like look around, take it in. And I just cracked wide open. Wow. And it's like, oh, here it is again. Yes, this is it. Safety. Safety. Yeah. Yeah. In relationship, you know, like he invited me in there. I didn't know. I couldn't, I couldn't create it. I'd been trying so hard. Yeah. And I, and uh, it wasn't up to me, you know, like it was an invitation. And, uh, and, and I, it wasn't something I could necessarily, you know, like engineer myself. I needed help. Yeah. Yeah. And, I think, go ahead. Well, and, and I don't, and I want to, be clear and again i'm speaking to myself like i'm not dependent on you know like like there are ways for me to tap into that every morning when i wake up and i'm disoriented right there's remembering there's resting back you know there's other ways of yeah remembering mm -hmm. and and reminding the doer um, what is and isn't their business. And that's really, really helpful. Mm. And I've had breakthroughs that way, but man, there is some secret sauce. Yeah. In, in relationship and, and, and maybe in topic for another call, you know, the difference between, you know, you start adding numbers, you know, one to one thing being different than, sure a group and the mechanics of those different relational pathways. But yeah, this is great because I think even this morning, like walking into this call, like I had a less than satisfactory experience, like orienting myself to my life this morning. Right. And I'm like thinking, what am I doing wrong? Like, and 
and the doer and the problem solver is, yeah. you know, and, and when's the last time I was present in relationship with the intent of opening this, this portal? Yeah. It's been a while. It's been a while. I hadn't heard that, that story, um, of you walking into that therapist's office, but uh, I'm so glad you shared it because it, it reminds me of, um, kind of the, the breakdown breakthrough cracking open process. And I think inside of the culture of, you know, individuality, becoming a warrior, powering through it, um, that way of, uh, there's a, there's, there can be a trap there in that, like, oh, I had this incredible MDMA experience or ayahuasca experience or psilocybin experience, which usually those experiences are relational. There's someone holding space or you're with people, not always. Um, and so they become like these one-offs, but what gets missed in the whole experience is that there was this willingness to be open. There was this desire to feel and there was this knowing that the container needs to feel safe. Yeah. So you consciously <laughs> or otherwise seek to create those three, you know, those three factors. And then you create them, right? You curate this experience of, you know, safety, some kind of catalyst, whether it's a sacred medicine or a ritual or just your raw longing itself cracks you open. And then you're with people or someone that you trust. And there it is. There's grace knocks at your door, cracks you open. And you get this full, full, you know, this full frontal of, of the Godhead within yourself and your being and, and all of life. And then you're like, cool, I'm charged up. I'm juiced up. I'm going to go back to the th same thing I was doing. And so what we're saying in this work is like, no, 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 no. Notice the three things that you just created, the certain catalyst, there was a safe container now build that into everything build that into everything so that that sense of connection to the universe to grace to you know the the creative inspirational core that generates our whole life that that is actually something we're always connected to or more and more often connected to that we we keep that alive we create we we generate a safe space uh we create one through a community, whether it's a men's community, a women's community, or a mixed community. Um, and and then there's that that juice is just always generating through the system. I mean, that's 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 my vision through this work is to create those communities for people. Um, and personally, my practice around that, you know, I meditate, but then ways that I stay connected. Um, is I, I savor the beauty of my children and my wife. And I'm not saying that I'm great at it, but it's one of my practices that stills me back into connection and appreciation. And, I'm, and I've been more and more being able to do that for my own health, like appreciating this body that gives to me. And, and then one of the built-in structures I have is that I go to work and I serve people all day. So that puts me in this place of you know appreciating others and connecting and um you know the one thing i have to watch is that if i'm if i'm giving too much then i can get drained so 
I need a break from the community. I need a break from the relational practice and I need to meditate. I need to exercise. I need simple, easy time that's not act where I'm not actively holding space. So there's like a, it's not like, okay, community, 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 all the time, sacred community. It's like, no, no, that's one part of the path. And the regenerative part of where you're like resting and taking it easy. And it's like degrees of intensity. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Rhythm. Rhythm. Yeah. There you go. The rhythm to it. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It's not just like balls to the wall. I'm in like community all the time, five days a week, just going deep. It's like, no, no you don't need that much. You just need some. You need <laughs> that's regular. It's regular. It's not so like, okay, every year I'm going to do this retreat and it's going to be awesome. And then I'm going to dry out, forget who I am, which was my inspiration, you know, totally, totally go into an amnesic state around my purpose. And it's like, no, 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 fuck that rhythm, break that shit apart, you know, but discover what, you know, what you need, not, not talking to you, I'm talking to people listening and whether it's, you know, I like to go on retreat twice a year, but mainly I'm looking at making my life into a work of art that generates love and healing all the time for myself as much as everyone else. Mm -hmm. um, that's what gets me going, you know, and I don't mean like I'm charged up in the morning. I'm like, no, I, I, I'm glad to be alive again. You know, I'm glad to make this offering and be here while, while I am, you know, mm -hmm. And, um, and that it's very doable. It's, this isn't, this is, it, it's challenging like anything is challenging in life, but it's not even in the realm of impossible. Um, the main thing is it's just, it takes courage and a certain readiness for you to walk into that therapist room and go, oh, yeah, I just needed this. And to discover all of the things that really make us feel that way, where we feel safe, we feel truly nourished, you know, and there's so much of that around us all the time. If we're, if we really wake up to it, you know, whether it's yeah. nature, our, our spouses, our children, you know, yeah. appreciating a beautiful coworker in a clean way. Wow. It's gorgeous beautiful let me just appreciate this you know there's there's so much beauty that can you know feed our system in a healthy way if if we start to wake up to it and yeah make it okay you know it's 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 healthy it's okay it's okay to feel feel good you know yeah there's a lot there there is a lot there yeah, I mean, if it, you know, to come to get there from a contracted state is a step back move, and it is an asking, "What am I not seeing, or what is here yeah. uh, that I'm not seeing?" Mm -hmm. um, and that's a. Uh, for me that's a step back move and a softening yeah. and an opening yeah it, it always comes with those characteristics yeah softening and opening a a, a melting into a, like a settling into more of a dream state not, you're not out of it you're not checked out you're really tuned in but you're like a cat 
you're relaxed. You're just chilling. You're just boom. You're ready to jump, and you're just. <laughs> Do you have cats? No, I don't. But I, 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 when I was a kid, I, I had them, and that's how they are. They're very chill. They're very, mm-hmm. very. They're paying attention all the time, but mm-hmm. and they're purring. They're super relaxed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had this this awareness. I think it was this morning or last night. Just all of the moments that I've had that are like fatigue, depressive. You know, they're just lacking vitality they're like symptoms of a larger structure in my life that in some ways there was like places where I, I haven't fully come into appreciating myself and it's not that I don't appreciate myself or don't love myself but there's like a deepening at which I'm still trying to do it myself I'm still, I'm still kind of like, I don't need help. Yeah. And you know, I don't need help, but it, (laughs) God damn it. But, but, but I can see the result of that is this fatigue, depressive, like, no, 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 I got it. No. And I'm, I'm just starting to peer into there's this, there's like a laziness in there where I sometimes don't want to pause and breathe and take the time to really share with someone what I really need, what I really want and explain to them you know how to do something that like there's a, a laziness in which if i took the time to explain what i really want that would create some effort but it would free me up 10x in the future you know 100x in the future because i would never have to do that again and instead of you know having the patience to like explain share and educate in various parts of my life, I just like, no, I'll take it on. And there's like, there's some shadow in there around, around like patience and, and pausing and, you know, just becoming a better teacher in some ways, but also taking care of myself in a better way. And I, I, I can just starting to sense that's, there's an edge there for me around whether it's, you know, at work or even at home, you know, to just take the moment to explain to Emily, my wife, or my children, you know, what is working and what's not working. And that I, I have some resistance around that. And I think as I feel into it, I'm just, there's a, a vulnerability that I don't want to deal with. I'm like, no, I'm just going to deal with it. I'm just going to keep pushing. And that, that push is, there's some source of exhaustion in that. So like the, that relational edge of just getting closer to my kids and my wife and my coworkers, like, oh, yeah, yeah, there's, there's a way in which I'm like resisting intimacy there, you know, I can feel the fear and the, the, just the, the grief of that. Yeah. Do you, do you want to go into that a little bit? Yeah, I could, exp- I could, I could share it a little bit. I know we're kind of pushing the, the time, but. Yeah, do you have any questions? Or you want me to just riff? Um, yeah, I just want to honor that, that you you name this this piece and that um, yeah, create the space for for there to be some insight or, or resolution. Uh, yeah, you said there's a laziness, but you also said 
vulnerability. What? Yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not the, I'm not the shadow worker guide, but what, what needs to be, what needs to be said, what needs to be heard right there. Yeah. I mean, just having you say, I acknowledge it just makes my whole system just tingle, like to have you witness it. I'm like, oh, damn, I'm not just holding that in, my, in the silo of my being, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I just think of my, my wife right now and to like pause to take the time to create a process with her to really, you know, shift from like an intellectual consideration to like how I feel. Um, yeah, I feel like the little boy in me, like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, I feel the, what's he objecting to? What's that little boy? Yeah. Is he scared? I think so. I think it's like, I don't want to deal with this right now. Yeah. I don't want to, um, you know, I, 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 I know intellectually it would be, it would be met well, but I, I don't want to deal with any resistance. It feels scary. Yeah. You know, relationally, like, yeah, I don't want to be told no. I don't want to be told. Um, yeah, I can't. I can't meet you in that way. I can't. Yeah. Uh, do this for you, or I can't give you this need. Yeah. And. Um, yeah, it keeps me from bringing it forward. And I, I can't even think of anything specific in the moment other than just that this occurs in in my marriage and it occurs with my kids and it occurs with my my uh, coworkers in a certain way. Like, yeah, at work, let's see. Yeah, at work, it's it's just taking the time to initiate a meeting, and like I hear that, and I go, oh, "Fuck, I'm tired. I just want someone to fucking handle it. I just want someone to do it for me. God damn it! Like, can you just can you just fucking read my mind and figure it out?" <laughs> <laughs> it was like, yeah, it's the frustration. And like, no, you, they, they, they can't read your mind and figure it out. You actually need to take the time to think through and explain. And yeah, I spent so many early years of my career educating, creating systems. Like, you know, now nearly 20 years in, like 20 years in, I'm like, I don't want to retrain people. I don't want to just... <laughs> I don't want to tell you what I need. I just want you to know what I need. God damn it. It's like, 
Yeah, I can feel that. I, I can see that in my dad's management style. And I remember working for him and then like inevitably fucking up on what he asked me to do. And then he's pissed. And then I'm like, you never fucking explained it. <laughs> <laughs> Is this the style of learning? You just like, you fuck it up and then get, you know, criticized. I'm like, oh man, I feel that in me. I feel that. I can feel him, you know, his way of relating it. I'm like, God, this is how I can, when it happens, I'm like, this is how my dad manages. Oh, this is how my dad's with my mom. You know, this is how my dad was with us. You know, he just was like that. I'm like going through that right now. So anyway, we could, we could take that deeper, but I think that was a good waterfall to, to cross over and feel into more. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, yeah. I, I want to tease apart, you know, the difference between the transactional, just wanting people to read your mind so they can do the things you want them to do. Like that's, that's different than sharing your heart and expressing a, a core need and, and yeah. not having that be attuned to. Right. Uh, the risk of doing that is feels so great right now. Like, like, having the vulnerability to share authentically express a need and not have that attuned to um, whether it's for a kid or, or an adult that hurts. That really hurts. Yeah. And for me, those two, like the business world and the family world are totally related. Cause if I'm taking it on at work and not taking the time you know, in a certain sense, it's similar, like having the patience with myself and with my coworkers to explain what I need, then that takes energy off my plate. That takes, you know, frees up my energy so that I can be more present at home. Mm -hmm. um, and th those two are super interrelated for me right now. Like, you know, being more patient with myself, with people at work, with my family and bringing my needs forward into those environments in a, in a clearer way. Like there's, there's a, there's a way in which both situations, I like the leader in me is being called to step forward to create more nuance in these two cultures. Um, cause they totally feed off of each of each other. You know, when I'm over giving at work, I have less at home and that leads to like more disconnection at home and, and then, you know, I might just rely heavily on meditation and exercise to keep me fueled up. But these other engines of like intimacy at home and at work, you know, aren't, aren't holding that whole in integrity of the structure of my life. So those are, yeah, these are going to be active edges. I'm going to be working for a while. I could tell. That's cool. Yeah. I, I imagine too, you know, you, you mentioned the energy, like when you have, identified a need but and you're not loyal to it then and there's this suppression yeah and and then there's a containment so you need to create a container where that thing can be managed in your subconscious while you go and do you know whatever and the more of those that are running <laughs> you know like the more you do that not you. I'm just. I'm, I mean, I'm. I'm yeah. speaking to myself. Is that 
like, no wonder you get overwhelmed so fast. Of course. And you're completely overloaded and like the smallest little thing can tip you over because you've got all, you've got all these little nuclear, you know, uh, circulations compartmentalized in your psyche mm-hmm. because you didn't honor what the need was in some meaningful way. Yeah. And I, and I, I, I so appreciate you offering a little space for me this morning because this edge is new to me as a, as like a fully, not fully, but like I'm waking up to it. I'm not fully woken to it, but I'm just becoming aware of it um, in a felt sense. Like, you know, I'm, I'm aware of it cognitively for years, but now I'm waking up to it in my body. Now I feel like, well, I can start to be accountable to it. Whereas before it was just like an intellectual meaningless concept that like, yeah, of course men work. That's what we do. Like we just bury ourselves and push. But now I'm like, whoa, whoa, there's like, this is like a a place where this is definitely a more subtle area of draining, but nonetheless significant. And I really want to work on it. I want to become a, you know, a a better father and husband. and, And by better, I just mean more tuned in and i think part of that isn't necessarily serving my people better it's bringing my needs more clearly forward mm-hmm. as opposed to particularly for men like we're just like i'll manage it i'm going to take care of myself da, da, da. like no, no no there's only so far we can go that way i i need the love and tenderness support nuance and attunement from my people and yeah. in order to get that i need to as clearly as possible articulate that i can't just expect people to read my fucking mind that's ridiculous well and you need to risk asking for it that's it and not being attuned to yeah and and risk the messiness of let me ask for it and have it be clunky because i'm not totally clear yet i'm going to go through that frustration and the conflict of that like yeah i need to do that too i i can't wait to bring this forward in its fucking crystalline form like part part of getting it clear is to talk about it. Like just with you, I'm getting clear about it right in this moment. Like, Oh, I'm a little more clear. I, because I took the risk and I feel safe with you. I trust you. I love you. And you know, you, you say you're not like uh, you know, super trained shadow worker, but in my mind, you have, you have a lot of those skills. So I'm like, yeah, I know you can hold this space for me and I know you can guide me this. You, you are well-educated in this field. So Again, bringing it all the way back to safety and <laughs> diving in. Good stuff, man. Um, I'm sure we'll jump on for another one soon, but uh, let's see. Shameless self-promotion, Heart of Shadow, uh, men's, men's Retreat coming up in October. A few more spaces available. Check that out, heartofshadow.com. And yeah, I imagine you're going to be out there leading some work sometime in the next three months Mike. do you want to talk about your proprietary method to creating safety in your uh exactly <laughs> <That's> your <one. laughs> two follow these three steps and you will create safety community love forever mm. <laughs> all right brother i love you i love you man all right Have okay a good one. take care bye